Welcome to the Take 92 Podcast. This is Sammy Warmhands. I am your host. And joining me in the studio is DJ Halo, my good friend from Fake 4. And he is on the Dirty Diamonds tour right now with Karina Karina and Angie. So I caught up with them after their show here in Eugene. And uh, energy's a little bit high. We might be talking over each other a little bit at first. But uh, we'll get settled in and, and share some good stories. So thanks for tuning in. I don't have the best preamps for uh, doing this. Normally, okay. I'm screaming at stuff. So um, get pretty close to your uh, uh, mics. Just like, yeah. I or, will. That's how I You perform. don't have to eat it, but you know. I, I pretty much eat the mic. Get my close enough now. <laughs> Um, so yeah, <laughs> all right. Let's, Yo, let's, so, let's go. Sam, what's up, man? What's the, what's the name of your podcast? By Take Ninety Two. It's the Take Ninety Two podcast. Awesome. That is me. That is my company. Um, what does that we have mean? A, it's well, a studio. It's the name of a studio. But what? Okay. I don't, okay. Your, fine. In your book, you I'm didn't getting interviewed right here. It is. Um, so Take Ninety Two was. Uh, I was in a band for a really long time, and um, I was writing a lot of other music while the band was recording. And um, every record, I would learn more and more on how to do it. And uh, the producer of the session was trying to talk me into buying my own computer and get my own stuff. We and went solo behind the bass. So we, uh, yeah, yeah, no, I did quit the band and <laughs> start yeah. the studio yeah. to record my own shit. And um, then I started recording other bands and turned into a whole thing. But the name came from that same session uh, where we had this just endlessly long guitar session where. It was like a two-minute solo, and we had been working so hard on the songs that we didn't have the solos written. <laughs> and so, improv yeah. for two for minutes. Two and minutes. so we would take like, oh, cool, the part you did here on like the you know 24th measure was really cool. Let's yeah. keep that, and then... Uh, Oh, and then and play new stuff. Essentially, like, you know, so build it. We, we didn't piece it together, but he would learn, yeah. like, okay, yeah, then when it changes to this, I will play that. Okay. okay. And the rest of the time, I'm just going to keep making them up. Yeah, yeah. And it's, so he would make up. It's like what I do with you know, scratching, you know? Yeah. And so he would just improv, 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 and we would be like, oh, that part was great. Replace the rest. Replace the rest, you know. 92 times. And That's uh, where the number comes and from? And we went to bed, and we're like, that was the worst night of this whole fucking thing and oh my so, God. so like a week this. later yeah we're coming up with this idea that maybe i should do my own thing and i was like <laughs> yeah, i was like solo. well what the hell am i gonna call Good. it yeah i was like what am i what am i call it and, and crosby the guitar player goes take 92 nice <laughs> take yeah. 90, and i was like that's the opposite that's of how i want to so do it great. i want to get like live performances you know and, and uh, not a lot of yeah and overproduction or whatever bam. and he's like yeah that's 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 why it's perfect yeah. So no, that's it's the the that's inverse of what you're going for. I, like I love it. I love it. No, it could be like parentheses. Fuck a. Take 92. <laughs> there you go. Uh, all right. Brackets. So or you better not take ninety two. Yeah, or I will kill you. <laughs> or I will you kill you. Not. You all better right. not. <laughs> all right. So I'm just gonna have everybody go around. I'm uh, DJ Halo, and uh, I represent a, a record label called Fake Four. And I am also, uh, I, don't, I don't know, some dude with like the, fantastic with the Simpsons hand. Okay, Karina, go. I make stuff happen as well. My name is Karina Karina. I am a singer from, I represent Oakland and Brooklyn and Karina Karina. All right. And the Dirty, I'm on the Dirty Diamonds tour with Angie and we tour a lot, <laughs> like all day, every day. They've been and on the Dirty tour Diamonds for like the last four months. Is yeah. uh, she and I, which is how you keep a crew together 
by only having two members. That's a good way and to do it. And we like to do people. all the same things. And, and DJ Halo is, is, is the crew also. And Angie. Hey, Angie. I'm I associate agree. Dirty Diamond. Satellite Dirty Diamond. <laughs> Satellite. What are you guys talking about? Well, I'm Angie. I'm a singer. I play the guitar. I write some songs. Um, Where are you my from? my first time in Eugene, Oregon. I like long walks on the beach. <laughs> um, no, I'm from Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. That's the capital of Pennsylvania. So, they recently went bankrupt. So how did you two link up then? They we, both lived in we're, New York. We were both New Yorkers for a long time. And yes. uh, we were in the indie rap scene. And I found another woman. And I said, you're going to be my best friend. Yeah, we were the only two <laughs> girls that any of the shows. <laughs> What, you was, was your meeting me. like Dracula. like the song no, Dixon's Girl by Dessa? Was was that what your meeting was yeah, like? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> we met like and instantly were like you and you. And then I actually signed to a booking agency called Deep Thinker um, about a year ago, and which was like a whole big thing. Blueprints on there. Shouts to Printmatic. Yeah, and, yeah, um, man. As soon as I signed, and it was of course a lot of contracts and back and forth and a whole thing. And as soon as I signed with them, I had a dream that Angie and I went on tour together. And I hit her up. I was like, um, duh. And then somehow, I don't even really remember how this happened, but we ended up doing four back-to-back tours together. And I'm pretty sure that we'll probably do that in 2016, too. And that's just, you know, it's it's hard to find a good tour partner. And You spend yeah. a lot of time with them. Well, that, especially that means they a lot. do a lot yeah. of, like, <laughs> rap, you know, are trying to not be so rap-oriented as far as their show booking. So two singers on one bill right. is, like, way easier to, like, get but, into the better show. But we can. You know what I'm saying? Like, I We've definitely been paying more attention to, like, the lineups. Yeah. And it's made a difference. And, and we both can do whatever. Like, I'm an R&B singer. She's a pop singer. We both rap. We both, but we've opened up for like on, on this last like four months of tour or however fucking long we've been out. We've done rap shows. We've done, we've opened up for country bands. Like we've opened up for like David Bowie knockoffs, like whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like what era David Bowie though? It was pretty fun. Are we talking Ziggy Stardust or or like just dance? No, it was, it was a fun night. I'm just going to leave it at that. It was fun. Well, I, I think it's important that you said that, you know, you need somebody who's going to be your companion on the road because I've, uh, when I started touring, I had the other MC in my group. Evan was with me every time. When I started touring solo, I was like, I know that I'm going to be out there a long time. I need to bring somebody. So the last yeah. three tours since I've been doing solo, I go with my man Ogar Burl because I know that. I've yeah. got somebody there who understands me and like, you know, can put yeah. me back in my Shasta comfort Ogar zone. Burl, that is a solid character, man. That, yeah. I mean, that's that that is a good good tour partner. Yeah. I mean, why do you think I tour with Brzezowski so much? Like, I know that cat front to back, you know? And It's like your roommate. Yeah. It's yep. like Yeah. Okay, if if I like you as a roommate, let's just sign the lease again. Fuck it. Yep. Like yeah. there's no reason to find a new roommate. Like we're good. We're good. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Right. And like we always have like a different person. We usually bring out a different DJ or whatever and it sort of changes the dynamic a little bit and I think that always sort of obviously helps, the dynamic with me we've is only spent yeah. two days with Halo. But, Apex, so but I've spent a lot out. of time with Halo <laughs> yeah. and like I already I already know. We Halo and I spent 27 days in a row together, like buddied the fuck yeah. up. Yeah, we 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 okay. We slept together for 27 days, but we did not have sex. Yeah, just sleeping wow. bag, you know? sleeping bag, nuzzled up, 
literally for 27 days. You know, I've slept that close with a lot of tour partners and never fucked them as well. So yeah. It's true. There's yeah. It's true. It's, it's tour. And only, only, <laughs> only people like us would understand that. Because I'm like, yeah, of course. We're tour yeah, partners. Yep. Anyone else is like, what? You should lay like, yeah. sleep in the spider monkey. I spent, <laughs> I spent seven tooling. weeks with a rapper once. <laughs> and we slept in the van most of the time. And we didn't fuck. We were on tour together. That's just... Of course, I'm talking about all dudes, but still, yeah, no, I get it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sure. It's okay. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it's uh, uh, cool. I was talking to Skeptic earlier tonight, and he's like, hey, I just did a show uh, tonight with, with Isid, and, um, uh, you know, and your name came up or whatever, and I was like, oh, that's funny, because, you know, Skeptic works for DTR. Yeah. I was like, yeah, Karina's going to be here tonight, uh, you know, Jeep. We hit all me up and uh and and skeptic and dtr is actually booking my upcoming tour the vacant eyes tour which is probably where i'm going to be when this, this comes tour. out yeah. so uh yeah it's kind of funny how everything came together just in one night alone uh that it's that is the, the indie rap, rap tour world, world and we Wait, all yep. fucking all people, know each other yep <laughs> don't worry about it it's okay that's how it goes they did the show at, at gilman right tonight yeah yeah, yeah. I I found out that he had an in there. I was like, God, I want to play at that place, but it didn't work out for our, our routing. That's the last night of this oh, yeah. tour that three I of mean, us for are you, on that must Gilman. be huge. It would we're be. Doing, on the 20th, we're going to be at Gilman. That's and it. I haven't Rub it in. Yet. Rub it in. No. Yeah, I haven't played there yet. <laughs> no big deal or anything. I'm excited. I, I played, uh, it's a historic place. I opened up for AC Alone at the Gilman a couple months ago. When was yeah, yeah. When the, I don't know. Where's when that was nice. How was that? Um awesome 60 fucking rap heads and it was when i premiered my new project um which is my run the jewels based project and yes. i so what, what's the name of that one it's called run the blues yes and so i have two songs that i've been doing on this tour and i was just like fuck it i'm i'm i have we're all quirky weirdos right so i had these two songs i had literally <laughs> never done in front of another human being ever yeah and the first time I ever did it was at the fucking AC Alone show with like sixty just dudes, rap dudes. Yeah, yeah. like and I was just rap, like rap head. And yeah. everyone's like, "You're Green crazy." And I was like, "I I feel Don't more comfortable it. doing that than like being like, oh hey friend, what do you think?" I'm like, I'm just gonna feel really good and I'm just gonna fucking do it. Well, that's funny because sometimes I try and, like, out my new mom material. Was there it was really weird. But I usually do it at smaller shows if i feel yeah. like nobody here knows who i am yeah. the stakes are so low i'm gonna try it out and see just how it feels to me um but i can't really think of a time when i went out and was like okay i'm gonna do this song that i don't even know that well right. um in front of this bigger show that i'm opening no i just decided to just rap a whole song over around the jewels beat in front of ac alone sweet <laughs> no problem and then and i felt like my heart was like and I went up to like a bunch of my friends, like Danny, who who's runs the Honey Hive, which is like the big thing mm-hmm. in San Francisco right now. And he was like, "That was really dope. Like you can kind of spit or whatever." Da da da. And I was like, "Could you tell that I was like this?" And he was like, "No, you were good." I was like, "Okay," because I totally was. But ever since then, I do that show at every, uh, that song in every show, and it's fine. I remember last time Carnage came through, um, he wanted me to play last so he'd get the good slot because he was on the road and i said okay and um you know going after carnage is tough and i've done it a few times but um so he just absolutely destroyed and i had already had a set planned but i hadn't planned to start my set after his and so i'm like oh fuck i gotta change my shit and so i went up there and did uh uh my my new one redefine the flow uh that I got casual on that's just like oh, super yeah. lyrical machine mm-hmm. gun spit the whole time and like 
I hadn't performed that before. It was like, okay, um, Carnage walking off stage. I'm just going to go up and start doing this one right now and just yeah. like. <laughs> because yeah. Hell yeah. There's uh, how else are you going to. Yeah. Well, I was it's like, good. Sometimes you sometimes have to just works think and yeah. you have to think on the spot. Sometimes you're just like, um, this person just did that. So I'm just going to do something completely different or I'm just like, fuck it. Let's just do this. Yeah. Let's and that's, right that's something I learned from touring with him is that he can read a room really well. Oh, he's a and he can throw his whole yeah. set list out the window and just, you know, do all these jams that people know and get them moving and yeah. Yeah. can make a country bar turn into a happening spot after they've been like angry that there's rap music going on yeah. all night. Yeah. He can bring a whole room to life. So, you know, there's something to be said about that, and we get in a, a habit of very, like, you know, rappers tour with their laptops and get a very, like, kind of rigid uh, performance yeah. sometimes, yeah. so uh, stepping out of that can be really important. Well, I come from, like, the school, you know, I'm kind of a type A personality, and I come from the school of, like, okay, you Hard get your knocks. set, and you, yeah, of course, <laughs> yeah. But you get your set and you perfect it and then that's what you do. Yeah. And my very first tour partner was this dude, Toussaint Morrison from um, Minneapolis. And he was all, he always winged it every night where he was just like, oh, I'll just fig- figure it out as I go. That's nuts to me. And it was my first tour ever. And I'm just like, there's no fucking way I'm doing that. And and so now I think I've loosened up a little bit to where like I have like my overall structure. But like even tonight, like I had my set written out and I was just like. I'm not doing that long of a set. Yeah, yeah. Karina's such and a square. I was like, I was like tonight. I was like, I'm just gonna do all like emo, angry raps, rap and blue stuff, and really and I like crossed me. out all the happy shit. I'll find that like, usually after my first three or four shows on the road that I've I finally got it dialed yeah, in like, you're like perfect. Yeah, like this is the set yeah. that kills. Can you read the room, just but like then the DJ does. yeah, certain like you'll play one song that usually kills and it doesn't. You go, oh okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, I always start then with the same song. It's a way for you works. to get, either way, you're going to get a good barometer to be able to change as you're going on. He was already yeah. my favorite person, but there's like clearly something beyond being the favorite DJ. We the, talk about reading a room. We spent eight hours in the car today and we we're talking, talking, and this motherfucker was paying attention because he played every fucking song that we talked about all <laughs> in one mix in two minutes. So your set tonight was semi-inspired by the conversation yeah, of the band? Yeah. No, it was completely 100%. It was, it was totally, except for the beginning, it was a juggle that I did at the DMCs this year. I repeated, your motherfuckers can't rhyme no more. Your motherfuckers like a thousand can't times. rhyme no because more. Because that was really appropriate also. Polly Walnuts can't rhyme no more. No more ciphers. <laughs> Go home. It was, just so, it was just so good. It just made me so happy. That so, was really I mean, great. Here's, here's, here's something that I'm noticing right now. as uh, just an opportunity. We have a lot of people here who regularly hit the road. Mm. So if anybody's listening who um, is looking to do so, these are the right people to ask, wouldn't you think? Yeah, and maybe. they do. <laughs> I know, but right <laughs> now we can point them in this direction. Yeah. Say, oh, you know what? We already talked about that. So, uh, what are some things? What are some essentials? What do you guys think? If it's your first tour, uh, you know, what do you need to know? Uh, first of all, we just talked about you have someone that you trust yeah. that you can be with twenty four seven and not get sick of. That's yeah. huge. Number one. What's number two? Uh, number two is like, don't expect to be getting paid a whole ton of money on your first tour, or even and don't maybe expect anyone to give a fucking or second general. or third or fifth. <laughs> like, yeah. uh, you have to love what you do so much that it doesn't fucking matter if anybody else cares because you will play to empty rooms and you will play where nobody gives a fuck. And you, and but it's you always hurt have to feelings. perform. Yeah. You're always performing because once you're on that stage. You're performing. Yeah. 
Now, I've had people come to me on dead nights where, let's say, uh, you end up going on late and there's only two people left in the room right. and one of them's the sound guy or something. You right. know, it's or just yeah. nobody there, right? Yeah. And I've had those people, even employees, come up and, and, and say how much that they were engaged right. in the set. They really liked yeah. it. And they, you know, they want to buy the album and want to wear the people. T-shirt or whatever. And those, those are people. Those are real impressions. And so if I yeah, went up there absolutely. and everyone was left and, and I half-assed it, I was like, fuck, this, this is no good. I'm not going to do it. I'm going to cut half of my songs and I'm not going to deliver, you know, a real performance. I wouldn't have got those reactions and it would just be another dead fucking show that they never remember. I have to remind myself on certain nights where I'm like, Karina, you love singing. Just love singing right now. Like, fuck what anybody is doing and how tired you are and whatever the fuck else is going on. Just like, remember how much you love performing and just. And that you made a commitment. Yeah, like, and yeah. that you've committed exactly that it's you've committed to, just to it. Through. It's another <laughs> practice, and we have f- such a fucking great time. Like, yeah, we do. Every night is is awesome. Performing is my way fucking favorite thing so to do. Fucking weird in the world. Um, I don't care if it's the sound guy there. Cliff, <laughs> so, true. so my other suggestion is Cliff Bars, sleeping bag. Yeah, sleeping bag, which is actually for as it's many tours as, as I've done, for me to have been enlightened to the sleeping bag just on the last tour. <laughs> yeah, that I did. no shit. I I yeah, I, 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 did, I, went I think sleeping bag companies need to give me a commission because I always convince people to buy a fucking sleeping yeah. bag. Yeah, man, I'm rolling with Coleman on this tour and uh, yeah. we're sponsored. No, um, yeah, exactly. But no, that's huge. Having a, a sleeping bag, I would also it's say about a pillow being and a towel because yeah. I've oh, I've gone with guys sure. who don't have one of the other and and it just it never ends well because every place you go you're trying to scramble to find a thing you know whatever and 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 it's not always there if you're crashing at rappers houses don't expect them to have a fucking clean towel for you all the time you know or even a working shower i have a working shower and clean towels for you guys just saying love you (laughs) yeah it's cliff bar sleeping bag i actually forgot a towel on this tour so when when it comes to uh uh snack and stuff like that uh, trail mix for me I eat one full meal a day if I'm lucky to if we get paid enough and yeah. I snack the rest of the time or you get free meal like at the venue dude. you know yeah or, or exactly <laughs> if, if the venues hook you up or whatever but yeah I, I have a granola bar for breakfast and you know yeah. I'll have a big ass lunch something that's at least a couple hours before I gotta go and, and do a performance so I don't get all backed up um, and then I usually don't eat too much after the show yeah. uh, just because I'm broke and uh, you're trying to make that that last for the whole time. So like that's that's my routine, and and I know that having well, some snack shit routine, on supply helps. I think helps. is the key word also for touring. Yeah. Is like knowing because every day is so different, and and you're so out of sorts and out of control for most of the time. Like you don't have control over your time and whatever. Whatever can like normalize it. You know what I'm saying? Like anything that that sort of makes you your body and your soul feel like you're in a routine even though you're in a different place every night sort of like keeps you sane yeah. you know what i'm saying and like we kind of we have in our rider like we get fed pizza at almost every show nice so like i spend 5 dollars on a subway sandwich on the road and then we have our free pizza and that's our fucking yeah. meal budget and i have a fucking cliff bar in the morning and i'm good <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And a bunch I think of the when i was in europe in january oh my god i didn't i didn't spend money on nothing what did like, you do well, just because cause I was like stretching the fact that every every venue was gonna feed us and we were gonna get breakfast as well. Nice. So like you have you have a dinner and a breakfast. Yeah. So and it's like what well, you know like the only thing the only thing I would do is like when we're when we're on the road I would get like those little 
espressos. Like you can get espresso out of an like an automat, whatever in in Europe, and then it's delicious. It's delicious. Like I wouldn't expect that in the U.S. Like espresso, especially like coffee. Okay, gas station coffee is not great. It's not terrible. You know, if you need, if you just need it's it, there it's there for you. Up. I I actually just, prefer on the road if I need to stay up. I prefer to drink energy drinks over coffee because I feel like they keep me up better. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm just a coffee jacks whore. Is the way to go. No, I, I, I try to go for a run yeah. as much as I can on tour. Yeah, I, so I like I really well. enjoy like traveling and and d- doing different workout things. Like the first time I went over and toured in Europe, right? I went out, I was out for 40 days by myself wow. in Europe. And so like to to maintain, you know, to be physical and and not like just you know, be a lazy bastard or whatever. I did Bikram. Me, like I, being me. Yeah, yes. I, I, I get it. I did like Bikram yoga. I I did yoga in like six different languages. That's because it's awesome. always the same sequences, always the same routine. So like at that yeah, point, really I had been practicing for a long time. And what was great is every city I was in, I could just go to the studio and be like, hey, man, yeah, I'm just visiting from the States. Um, I'd I've never really checked out Bikram, so I thought now would be a good time. And you pay like seven euros, and you have like a week unlimited, so I could go every fucking day. They're like this for seven. This guy's euros. an expert; he knows exactly what he's doing. <laughs> yeah, and, son and, of a bitch. So at first two classes, they're like, you, "You've done this before, haven't you?" Or like, maybe once. <laughs> you know, but it was it was fun. It was a, also an interesting place to meet people. One a what a good friend of mine who I'm still in touch with now, who I met like four or five years ago. At a yoga studio, who turned out to also be like a really good um, DJ, is uh, this this girl Sophie? Yeah, the girls are flexible in the big from classes. from uh, London. Like it was like so that you just cross so paths there at yeah. the yoga. I did a, I did a, a yoga class with we Goldie. Find each other. You know you know the jungle DJ drum and bass DJ Goldie. No. Okay, lock, yeah. stock, and no. two smoking barrels. The guy with the with the. Whitish no, hair no. and gold Famous. teeth no. and shit. No. It's all right. But those types of relationships through, like, you know, going out and figuring out activities or, or, like, finding an activity to do, like, they, like, keep you going and sort of, like, help you to, like, navigate. I don't know. Well, it's, it's also it's interesting about that you're going to place, uh, you're going to different countries, places that don't necessarily speak the same language all the time, and you're able to connect with people through this physical routine in the yeah. same way you're able to connect through music yeah, you know i exactly. don't necessarily have that other thing but it, it it it's cool bridging the gap for all different kinds of people you know we're able co- co- to connect exactly. through the songs um but it's it's great that you actually have other outlets to do that when you're out there because yeah. i feel like whenever i'm just not on stage and i'm on the road i get very like in my own head and yeah i I, understands I, I, I tend to be the i tend to be the same way so <laughs> part of me being able to like be out of that is to do these things you know i mean part of it is also like because of what happened to to me and my arm like i have to maintain a, like a pretty I- intense physical regime because of the so, accident you had yeah because yeah. of the, the accident have you ever heard the story angie because i can just tell it on the no, podcast she hasn't okay when i was a uh, no it's not painful or anything like that shit happened it's no big deal um, and I, I only heard about this recently. I've known you a while. <laughs> yeah. So when I was 22, when I was 22, I got run over by two cars in the same incident. 
while I was in the middle of the road after this car hit me and and left the scene of the accident, I got run over by another car. The second car happened to be a police officer <laughs> who was driving who was driving too fast or whatever for conditions. No, I mean he he just ran over me, and then he didn't he didn't know what he had hit, so he pulled over to the side of the road, gets out and and expects it's like a piece of trash or whatever, and he's like, "Holy shit, there's a kid bleeding to death in the middle of the street," and uh, so an ambulance pulled up, and they were like, "Oh, we you know, you no, I don't remember any of this," uh, but oh uh, really? No, I I for whatever reason I don't I don't remember any of the accident. I remember. Turning home from the like the pub that was up the street from me, and then next thing I knew it was like two days later, and I woke up in in uh Jesus. in a bed like with breathing tubes and shit in, and like my parents were like, "Hey, you got run over by a car," and I was like, Jesus. "Oh, that figures." Like I was I was such a like a wreck of a person at that time because it was like college and I was just drinking so much and just being a fucking knucklehead. So it really didn't surprise me that I had like one of those stories where it's like, oh shit, I woke up in the hospital, you know, like I don't know what happened and I woke up in the hospital. Yeah, but um, like uh, when I got dragged under the car, um, like I separated my shoulder really badly and uh, it tore all the nerves in, in, in that like control my left arm. So. I try not to have that be like a caveat to me, like, oh my God, he can do all that stuff with his arm. Like, I, that's why I try not to talk about it so much anymore. Yeah. Because it's like, I don't want that to be like a crutch or, or like people like, oh, he's the amazing, you know, whatever. He does all these routines and, you know, like, hey, I'm not Mixed Master Mike, but like what I do is pretty impressive. And then considering, you know, the limited Yeah, most people wouldn't know that at all. Uh, 14 years ago. In October, it'll be 14 years. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, that was also partially what, like, put me on the path to, like, quitting drinking. Like, no alcohol use or anything like right. that. Because it was just, I, I, like, I couldn't, you know, other, I'm not endorsing the use of anything like that. But, like, you know, other things I could take it or leave it, I didn't really care. Whereas, like, booze, for whatever reason, like, I, I'd. I would always say, like, one beer is too many and a hundred is never enough. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that is, like, the essence of, like, any type of whatever, you know, something that, like, unplugs you. And everybody has their own weird combination of whatever it is that really unplugs them. You know what I mean? And so I just, like, I gave it up because there was, like, there was just too many, too much stress in my life and too much reason to believe that, like... Something like that could happen again, which was, did. was that an instantaneous thing that that as soon as you were well no, again that you actually, just stopped or no? Uh, I I like recovered from that accident, uh, and what was interesting is after I like I I got run over, like um, fractured my hip, like my scapula broke, pop popped through the back, yeah. and like you know separated my shoulder, like fractured your first two cervical vertebra where your head meets your. F- actual spinal cord those two vertebrae were fractured if it were the reverse my head would have gotten pulled off so like a whole bunch of crazy injuries and i like tore open my back really bad um so yeah like i had like 10 pints of blood transfused into me all said and done wow so, like, so this pretty, is a long pretty recovery. Rugged, yeah, pretty rugged accident did they catch the person i was out of the hospital i was out of the hospital in like a week and a half really yeah i was up and walking in like Five days. You are superhuman. 
Yeah. Jesus walks. And, and like, I w- but I was in I was in ICU, the intensive care unit. I was in ICU for like three days. That shit felt like 12 hours. I was like on crazy heroin, whatever they fucking give yeah. people. You know? And so it was a... I wouldn't rather it was feel a really, like It was a really days. crazy experience. So, but then your, your decision... Yeah, my decision to quit drinking was after that because I got out of the hospital, was all healed up. And obviously when I'm healing up and like everything, I, I, I didn't even think about drinking. But, you know, when I went back to school for the semester, because I still had to finish my degree. So I still had another year of college to do. And of course I was like drinking again and whatnot. And it was just like only a matter of time before, you know, I started getting back into the like blackout situations and stuff like that. And so like two years later, I like was drinking with my dad and like he fell asleep, passed out, whatever. And then, um, I must've wanted to get some cigarettes or something. And so I went out and, uh, I don't remember any of this. I remember like being pretty wasted, like trying, like trying to do this doubles routine. And this is back when I only DJed on wax, but I I remember I got really pissed and I like smashed one of the records. Mm -hmm. Like I didn't even mean to hit it that hard, but I was drunk. So I couldn't, I couldn't gauge it, and I was like, damn it, and it was like, <laughs> like it exploded, like it felt like it exploded in my hand, and then next thing I knew, what I remember is next thing I knew, I was like wrapped around a fucking tree, because I totally wrecked my fucking car, like Whoa. the engine came through, like, and you know, I was just like totally crushed up against my fucking seat, you know, like I always wear my seatbelt. Yeah, I've, I, like I can't even move a car without having my seatbelt on. Yeah, I'm the so, same. you know, so like I'm just like totally crushed up against this car, and I sort of like came to, and I see this little slash mark on um, the passenger side door handle, which always used to annoy me, and then like all of a sudden the world like came into focus, and I was like, holy fuck, I wrecked my car, and I was like, Jesus Christ, this was a really nice car. And then the next thing that I thought to myself was like, I, I don't think I can drink anymore. Like, I, I don't think that I can do it. And I guess that's my like moment of clarity, whatever. That's pretty amazing to have two of those in a relatively <laughs> yeah. short period of time. Yeah, I mean, that's absolutely. insane. Absolutely. Yeah. So, I'm, yeah. And in that accident, I like but you learned from broke a lot of and or dislocated don't. all the yeah. bones in my left foot. Like, I'm really lucky they didn't wow. just cut the fucker off. Yeah. So like, cause just cut it off. <laughs> serious. Like it was, it was probably pretty goddamn mangled. Cause I remember the paramedics and waiting for the, for the ambulance to show up. Cause I mean, somebody's going to, but you like, you're like, just stuck there. You can't move. Yeah. There's no way they had to cut me out of the car. And there's and no I one else in the accident, right? So car. you're just waiting for somebody yeah, to drive by. Yeah, you're just waiting by. for somebody to drive by, somebody to call it in. So you're like waiting there. It's like deathly silent because it was probably like six in the morning or something, right? Mm. And so finally you hear somebody like knock on the window, be like, are you all right? And you go, yeah, no. yeah, I'm all right. I'm alive. And then they go, okay, uh, are you injured? And you And the only thing I said to them that I remember was like, yeah, I think my foot's fucked up. Because I could feel my big toe touching my fucking shin. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, oh, man, that's got to be not good. That sound right. Wow. Yeah. So, so there was that. And then I shattered my hip. I was in a fucking wheelchair for like three months. Wow. Yeah. Uh, and so all those combined things, Did basically the doctors are like, there's, there's no if. It's when are you going to get arthritis. And the more active you stay, A, the better your body will work and the you know, longer you'll live, all that normal stuff but like also you'll be able to not have arthritis 
You know what I mean? Especially with something big like a, cool. like a hip. Yeah. There's no way that I can just I can like, you know, I couldn't imagine just waking up and being like, oh, in pain and not able to move or like get out of bed or anything like that. That's like that is so far away from anything that I can fucking imagine. It will never ever happen. You know, so like that's why I do things like yoga, so yoga, yoga, yoga and working out and whatnot, because it's like I, I have to maintain this level of activity. Otherwise, you know, and it's like, hey, looking nicer or whatever is, is sort of a side effect. But it's like be feeling better and knowing that I'm not going to be fucked up later on is like that's the best reason I've ever heard. Yeah, it's 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 pretty lucky. I almost feel lucky that I have this level of motivation to be able to be in good shape. On a regular basis, you know what I mean? Because yeah, I, I feel like a lot of people, you don't see that as when a they, burden. You took when it they and do. No, I feel you. like a lot of people who are like, "Yeah, I'm going to start working out." Like they sort of think of it as like a short-term thing. Like, "Oh yeah, I'm going to work or out for like optional. six months, three months, or something like that." But it's like, if you really think about it, like changing your diet or or, or doing something for continual health is like that's like a lifetime thing. Like. It, you don't take a minute off of your life. You're like, you're always being alive. So, yeah. you know, like if you do that thing, you can't, you know, there's no, you can miss like a week or two weeks, but like even two weeks, you know, no it doesn't matter if you work out five days a week for five fucking years, you don't work out at all for two weeks. You might as well have not done those five years. Yeah. I mean, you'll get in shape faster because you did those five years, but it's like, you know, it's crazy how quickly your body can break down. I totally get that. I mean, I am a person who is um, very, this is my fucking life. This is my plan. I'm going to do that till death, whatever it is. Yeah. Part of the reason I'm not into anything like that is because uh, I know that I can't commit to it. Yeah, you know? Exactly. Like, I know well, I can't properly and, do and that. I respect that. It's, that That's great, don't, being don't, able to don't, know don't, yourself. No, that's not... I want to say Let's that I'll go back to school and get a computer science degree. Sort of in my heart of hearts, I know I don't have the heart to like put in to get the grades that I want in in a program like that to yeah, be able okay, to like, it is, make yeah. it worth my my time and money. You know what I mean? Like I will go to all those classes and I will learn plenty of stuff, but like for me to really be getting doing A minus to A plus work only. Yeah. I, I don't necessarily know if I, I have the heart to do something like that, you know? And knowing yourself that well is, you know, almost better than being able to, like, dedicate yourself to a routine like that because you know what you can and can't do, you know, be, or willing to it do. Is. For sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I feel like jumping in head first is, like, my fatal fucking flaw. Really? Yeah. That's good that you know yourself. Well, yeah. that's pretty Anyway, I, I'm sorry. We got, like, way far off the rails here. On, on no, it's fine. I, I like getting into real-life stuff sometimes, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. I could play fart sounds off this app on my phone. We've <laughs> yeah. had a lot of strange guests over here lately doing these interviews. Yeah. Who else has been on the podcast? Um, you know, LP, Odar, Aesop Rock. No. We had Odar and... Evil, DJ Big Wiz, and, yep, and Gradient, and Ki Design. Oh, nice! And Entresol, and you guys. Awesome. So, still pretty yeah. new. I think this is episode number. How seven. do we rank on the strange level? So strange level? From one to ten. Ten it, being strangest. It's ten. Ten. Yay! We're the strangest. Oh yeah, because every other one was a one-on-one -on -one conversation, and what so this cutest? one is just like crazy. On the cute scale, are we one or ten? 
No, I'm gonna go with ten because the other ones Yay! are all guys. So tens like, across the. If we yeah. were on Dancing with the Stars, we'd win. There you go. You got two Boom. two tens. Boom. Kanye for president, 2020. Oh Whoa. Jesus Christ! Whoa. No. Whoa. I'm kidding. I refuse. I refuse to go down that rabbit hole right now. It's Bro. Too late. <laughs> Bro. Okay. Can I ask you? Uh, I, yeah. Shoot. Listen to the kids. What is your thoughts on <laughs> Donald kids, Trump? Trump? running for president like this to me kind of makes me embarrassed to be an american i hate to say something that that hip or whatever but like it kind of does make me embarrassed to be an american that that 36 percent of americans even if he doesn't win or whatever if he even if he doesn't get the nomination the fact that news corporations are jumping all over like oh what's donald say today like what dumb shit is donald well, that, said today that doesn't surprise me at all cuz it's entertainment news yeah it's blood you know, in the water it's entertainment news. time it's pushing a, like an ignorant agenda like we we wonder why america's so stupid we don't put any fucking money no, in education we don't wonder and we're not we stupid, we're are constantly pushing an anti-intellectual moronic agenda uh, on through supposed news networks and i'm not tra- saying that fucking infowars has all the answers either <laughs> i think that they have less answers than fucking cnn yeah you know but i'm saying that like you know all these like it's it's embarrassing to me that like the ideals that are most prevalent i cannot i can't well, like yeah i think that um it's it's unfortunate that people like that get so much attention because then there is this impression that that is our country. And maybe, to some extent, if he is getting those kinds of poll ratings, then then yeah, uh, that is a snapshot of our country. But to me, none of it surprises me. Um, You know, if like when I was 18 and my first uh, time voting, you know, it was uh, uh, Bush's, second, oh, the, second uh, term so it was like okay. you know I, I, I even at that point i was like we're just fucked it's <laughs> it's well, just I so remember. ridiculous at this point and and, and yeah, I, I like at that Karen. point in my life i was already kind of um like i've heard george carlin say if you scratch a cynic you'll find a, a disappointed <laughs> idealist yeah under the surface True. and yeah, and George that was me already by that by that that first um, election that I participated in, um, even though at, at like 15, when the 2000 election was happening, I was, um, you know, very interested in it and talking election. about it, you know, and, 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 um, we would even like, uh, steal campaign signs and shit or whatever, you know, whatever dumb stuff. But, um, really that, I, I think me coming of age in the Bush junior era, made me just very aware of how ridiculous things are you know people going uh oh yeah of course i'm voting for bush you're like wait 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 what why and they say well well because he's against abortion i was like well but that doesn't really have anything to do with anything selling point on a president like but that's that's all that's the oh yeah that's all what else do you need to know i'm like Oh, okay. uh, I don't or, know foreign okay. policy. No, that's like, yeah, that's fine. You know, uh, because you're gonna roll into fucking North Korea Korea's and coming. be like, I'm against killing babies. <laughs> my my decision at no, that point was, hands. I can either be. We don't all have to agree. Yeah, I can either sure. be fully involved in a a political lifestyle. I can mm-hmm. have this on my mind. I can be, you yeah. know. Um, Actively, actively invested yeah investing in um the state of the union and and trying to get uh real information wherever i can and and trying to engage and do that stuff 
And it's the same reason I didn't go to college. It's like, you know what? I It takes everything I got to do music the way that I do it. Yeah. And as much as I do still care, it's so fucking ridiculous, and I feel like it's so far out of my fucking reach. Yeah. That it's just, it's you know what? It's not my battle to fight. I see it, and it's almost comical to me. Yeah. Like, I can't believe how absurd... It just is. Every vote counts as yeah. bullshit to me. I just you know. don't care. And I don't. I don't. No. No. It's real. It's all real. Yeah. And that's. Uh, I don't know. There's no. There's no surprise you to me. It's just. Realness. It's just. I can't. I, do well, it. That, that's the sad the part. I can't do it. Yeah. I, I. I hear that. And that's the wrong that's thing absurd. too. I know that nothing yeah. will get better when people like well, me going like, dude, that's just no. I. That shit is too real. I bro. can't do anything. There's nothing I can do. you know, like yeah. I still vote. I try to read and 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 make an informed decision when it's time to do that. But um, really. We yeah. do the we do I mean, what we I, can. We I, do the I, I I voted in a, in <laughs> a mayoral election <laughs> last year, which yeah. was the first time I'd I'd really ever researched and and voted in in a like a, you know, such a small, you know, election. A local it, election. It was, it was it was like city council and, and mayoral, and I think that was it. I don't even think they were doing Congress. Yeah. So it it was interesting to me to to sort of like, and I was new to Oakland too, still. You know, I mean, whatever, a year and a half or something. But, you know, to, to try and, like, figure out what candidate's going to be the best just based on, you know, their the the big. And what was nice is is you would go to the voting station and they give you, like a, like, a packet of, like, every candidate's pitch, you know, so you didn't just walk in well, the blind. Well, that's good because here in Oregon, it's, it's male voting. You could do oh, a stew wow. in your living room and you put a stamp on it. And it's oh, all it's all done that way. And you can, I, I think you can go to a place, but really, it's it's either you put it in the mail, or you put it in a Dropbox, and you mm-hmm. just fill that at home. And so, so you um, have your time to spend on it. Yeah, you do, but it's also they don't necessarily give you that much information. They'll give you a little summary of, um, you know, oh, this measure, blah blah blah, means yeah. this or this. Um, but as far as candidates, they don't really. And I I, I said something. Um, the other day I saw this on Facebook there was like eats babies <laughs> well like they had a uh, do you want your children to be eaten by this candidate of course vote for the other one yeah paid for by the other guy well and that's that's all you get is those kind of ads yeah but I saw this thing on Facebook that was like um, Hillary Clinton Bernie Sanders and it was um, a whole list of things mm. and um, uh, of, of statistic categories and it was the answers for each one in their yeah. respective column. And I was like, man, if only the, the voting pamphlet was this simple, that's like, invest, you know, uh, top 10 investors are, yeah. and, and, you know, this uh, voting record is, you know, yeah. and, and those c- types of things, if they actually just like gave you that. easy, quantifiable stuff to tell you what that yeah, something about. something that shows you like, oh, this is actually where to draw the line as opposed to, like, oh, here's a bunch of rumors and subterfuge that means yeah. nothing, really. <laughs> you know, here's a bunch of bullshit controversy. They're like, yeah. I don't care what so-and-so wore or what, you know, yeah. this guy said three Speaking summers ago. Like controversy, when um, I forget who she was running up against, uh, but Linda McMahon, the Vince McMahon of the WWE, because it's headquartered in Stamford, Connecticut, his wife ran for Senate or Congress 
in Connecticut. Yeah. And it was concerning because she really had a good good support network. Thankfully, she didn't get elected. But they have a lot of money to dump into shit. And being being a broadcaster at that time was like so like that whole race provided so much funny funny commentary because like these ads were like brutal for each other like literally it's like linda mcmahon says her her opponent is a fucking bitch (laughs) it's like idiocracy like if you don't smoke marlboro then fuck you yeah exactly Exactly. It was. Linda uh, McMahon thinks America's stupid. Yeah. Do you want her to win? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Too. Not even say the other candidate's stupid. name. Yeah. <laughs> Paid for for people who fuck Linda McMahon. People are smart. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. To me, that's just another. Money. I mean, if you think about Schwarzenegger, governor. Yeah, if you that's, th- that's the well, like. Okay. Think about Ronald term- Reagan. You yeah, know, absolutely. it's really I mean, he not. was a film star. I mean, yeah. people even our generation we don't really know Ronald Reagan other than being president, but he was like he was a film star. I mean, they address it in Back to the Future where yes. where uh, yeah. Doc is like, "Oh, and Ronald Reagan's going to be president." Right. You know? And they laugh it off. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Like who, I think who would that's think? the danger is maybe we shouldn't laugh these things off. No, of course not. Look at what happens. Arnold Schwarzenegger, I was like, please. And this was when I had already lived in but New York. He, but he I was, was so like, okay for California, though. He Arnold did okay. He's a lot smarter than Donald Trump, or like a lot less of a fucking buffoon. But <laughs> well, and he, I, I think he's actually like at his core Arnold a good person. Well, well, I think cared. he's a good person, and, and at least he's serious about the position. He, yeah. I don't think Donald Trump would be Donald serious Trump about it. Donald Trump is like it. a five-year-old. You know, I think he would get elected and be like, oh fuck, like oh yeah, well I did it, peace, or like jokes over. Real president, what's up? Fat and ugly. I'm opening a hotel here tomorrow, so right. fuck off. And you're I, I don't care about these tariffs. Ugh, yeah, I already got what grim. I want. <laughs> By the way, don't touch my wig. Well, this took a weird turn. Yeah, but you know what? That that's We've, how uh, that's how podcasting is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We covered well, a lot of ground. I guess um, covered a lot of ground. So we sure <laughs> a lot did. of ground. Yeah. A lot of ground. We sure did. I'll be running so, against Kanye. All right. Well, uh, thank you. Yeah, I appreciate thank you, you guys having, for being here. So we didn't even talk about Fake Four. What uh, a lost well, opportunity! Fake Four, Fake Four is a, a boutique, critically acclaimed label. That's how I like to call it. We're just it we're just really an indie label it. that Critics we we put out we put out music that we think is good. It doesn't mean that it sells, but we think it's good, and that's why we I spent the money to it's put it out. It's good music with integrity, and like if anyone's listening to this that knows my music and they've seen some of the artists that uh, I bring through town, many of these artists are fake four artists, and um, I will continue to rep them as they do Thank for you. me, and it's a, it's a wonderful it's a thing great, that you great, guys are doing for the community. scene. You know, there's, there's not a lot of actual... Um, I mean... We all have each other's back, you know. If you guys come through here, if I come through your town or whatever, but yeah. but something that people can actually look to as like this is a place, yeah, for new music that's always going to deliver. You guys are one of the few left doing that. Mm-hmm. You know, the Def Jux is gone, Ryan yeah. Sayers is and, and that thing, but on that but, type of level, but yeah. what I'm saying is, you guys have that, and and you do have some well established names. Yeah. In that, uh, I can only repertoire, think so. really for the roster development, all of those things. Like Chesky is an amazing, essentially A and R, 
um, for the label. Like, I mean, for me, it's essentially just Chesky and I. We run the whole thing. I mean, aside from farming out PR to third parties and sometimes radio campaigns. But, uh, you know, Chesky is an amazing A&R and, like, his... The the vision he has for the label is like all the the sonic curation is is all him. I mean, I we of course bounce ideas off each other, whatever. But you know, end of the day, his say is the final one, and I trust you know whatever he does as far as picking people that he wants to represent that brand. Like it's always going to be good. Like uh, yeah, and it has been. Um I yeah. I know that well, you guys have, are still relatively young. I, w- I wish I don't want to blow up any spots, and and it's probably it would be bad form. But I, I wish I could like expand on what we have for 2016 that's coming up. Like you don't even have to really, spoil really, really it. Good. I'm ready, man. Uh, it'll be, be a really great good. great surprise, man. We've we've had uh, from you know Gray Skull to Mike and Nine, you know, uh, Open Mike, Sadistic, so many great uh, yeah. artists that uh you know we see out there doing the work you know absolutely getting in the van doing exactly what all of us are doing and 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 uh uh, i just think it's a great thing Uh, you guys have been uh, a hub for creativity in that way so yeah and and we support it and try and develop networks and and make you know at least when i interface with people who are in the blogosphere or whatever uh, like on a business level i always try to let people know how appreciated whatever they're doing is and 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 i don't say that just out of habit or anything like i try to be genuinely sincere about it because it it does mean a lot to us like yes it's it's part of the cogs that make up the whole but without one cog then the machine breaks down and you know you need to be able to like you know have those relationships not just for what you want and need but to be able to help those people out too because you like you want them to put your stuff out because you respect what they're doing you know what i mean it should be that type of a symbiotic relationship like hey i really like what you're doing definitely you know there's some places and i don't want to blow up any spots but like you know there's some places that like you of course want your stuff there but you're not going to develop a relationship with them there's such a like a behemoth that you know they're more dealing with advertisers than they are with dinky labels like us yes you know what i mean so you know that's neither here nor there like yeah you get more eyes on it but it's like developing a personal relationship where it's like i like what you guys are doing i trust what you guys are doing you know i hope that you would you know be interested in what we're doing too you know and sometimes people aren't it's not a big deal you don't gotta get butthurt about it but (laughs) well and you i mean you guys are are Essentially, the two of you—it's still a DIY operation, you know. <laughs> it's a I mean, very DIY I mean, that's, operation. Like, no I mean, matter, we don't, we don't have an office space or anything. Uh, towards the end of the of the school year, a lot of times we'll get like not an avalanche, but you know, ten, fifteen kids being like, "Hey, we'd really love to intern at your office," and I'm like, ha, 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 ha. Yeah. "You mean you want to hang out in my computer? My yeah, <laughs> you want <Inside> fucking... <laughs> Right, you're Starbucks. Are you to like meet me at Starbucks on the corner of uh, East 14th <laughs> yeah. Avenue? Yeah, meet me at the Starbucks by Grand, by like Grand. Right. I'll be the one with the white mocha frappuccino. Yeah, exactly, white Sorry, mocha. But they have the the eighty five percent cocoa chips. On yeah, there. hey, and if if anybody wants to intern for Take ninety two, you can come here and wrap cables in my garage. So. <laughs> exactly, oh. I'll give you college credit for that. <laughs> we yeah, have, I'll sign off. Yeah, we've we've done credit. it. Fuck it. Yeah. 
We've done it. I've, we've been able to grant kids college credit before. Like, really? um We've had interns before where we just, you know, we say, yeah, yeah, they did stuff. Whether they did yeah, or they not did is like, I mean, we've never managed to be able to, I, I don't know if it's a function of us well, being the just so busy ourselves in our own job, but to be able to, like, give proper direction or whatever. But, like, I've never felt like, you know, free interns are, like, super impactful. Like, sometimes they get stuff done, you know, sometimes. Yeah, sometimes they come in on over and check and they're useless. Yeah, sometimes. Right. Well, sometimes it takes sometimes longer you to hear from someone else weeks. to do than just doing it yourself. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, the biggest thing I, I need interns like, for is stuff oh, that yeah. interns never yeah. want to do. I need you to research contacts for all these things that I need contacts yeah. for. Research it so I can do the reaching out. And they're like, "Can I do that?" And I'm like, "No." That's why you're in college. You you're do the annoying intern. research, and to I get to be the one who makes contact. Like why? Because I'm the person who is running this company. Right. Nobody wants to hear from an 18-year-old who doesn't know what the fuck they're doing. Yeah, exactly. Trust. Like you're, you're not our it management, so don't be like, I represent so and so. Nobody wants to hear from me either, but that's okay because it's DIY. It's DIY. But you also have the best name ever. Really? Is now it the best name? Now that you've told us the story behind it, it probably is the best name. Oh, the Take 92. I was yeah. thinking of the uh, Sammy, Sammy Warm Hands. Cause that's, that's a pretty good one. That's too. also a pretty bad name. Warm yeah. Hands, Cold Heart. Oh, shit. Rent. That's right. Holler. Because you're a cold-blooded killer, B. Actually, it's because I peed on myself. All right. Well, thanks, guys. And uh, <laughs> we're going we're gonna to wrap up. All right. Oh, uh, yeah. And uh, I have a website. HaloDoesn'tSuck.com. Karina, shout yourself out. www.karina-karina.com. It's C-O-R-I-N-A times two. www.polywalnuts.com. <laughs> <laughs> Don't. No. A-N-G-I-3 If that takes music. any traffic wait, away from wait, my website, wait, we didn't get to hear hers. Fucking piss. Yeah. Well, one more time, Angie. A-N-G-I-3music.com. All right. And Karina-Karina.com. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Thanks for tuning in to the Take Natty 2 podcast. This is Sammy Warm Hands. We're going to leave you with a track from my new record. It's called Morning, remixed by Sapient, featuring Lisa Vasquez. It's, 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 it's morning, the hours all but vanish. No more snoring, cause there's an opportunity to take advantage of, and she won't let it slip away. Too determined, no obstacle is conquered if you often lose your purpose. So she studies on the breakfast, eggs over textbook, crossed off the checklist, forgot about the necklace. Priorities changing, what she thought was important before chasing possibility. The promise so enormous, she's out of bed, bed, read the chapter review. Off the school, kept to herself, but only chat for a few. She was acing that test, no chance to reduce, just exit. The first time I'm in the classroom with do After four o'clock it's right back to work in the lobby Drive across town, still a couple more cups of coffee Count the minutes till the shift ends at last And count the days till she's finished and this is all in the past We make ourselves go crazy For the things we think we need Self-sabotage the future Call it fear or call it greed There's a better path May it be the one you leave it's midnight, she really needs to go to sleep But we've hardly even seen each other all this week That's the price of all this ambition Working twice as hard, sacrifice, part of a grand vision Sandwiching minimal sleep in long hours Between a lack of relaxed days off and hot showers Looking for a release 
just for a moment and then it's back to the plan of attack Have to keep going if she's ever gonna make it out of this routine Being stuck behind a counter, taking orders from routines Every part of her, from her hair to her shoe soles Is dying to take up the safer and trade it for new goals and freedom Of living on your own terms No more working double shifts, going on the homework Running out of steam, infatuated with the dream But she acclimated and graduated with the steam We make ourselves go crazy for the things we think we need Self-sabotage the future, call it fear or call it greed There's a better path, may it be the one you leave Cause working for a living doesn't have to make you bleed Time keeps on ticking, ticking Work so hard to fulfill your mission Make ourselves go crazy, make ourselves go crazy, make ourselves go crazy.